This week, we're talking about all the showcases, Pokemon, Xbox, and Opening Night Live for Gamescom. This is the Good Game, Bad Game Podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game Podcast. Good Game, Bad Game Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and with me is a man who thinks Cyberpunk 2077 should have at least been nominated for most hyped game for Xbox, PC, Switch, and PlayStation at Opening Night Live. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, how you doing? I have some experience in Cyberpunk 2077 now. Yeah? I I have thoughts and opinions, so I'm kind of qualified. Um, But just just funny, yeah, so I did uh, get Cyberpunk, and... I'm assuming this is what you're referring to. Um, the box had like winner of over 200 awards or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not verbatim. <laughs> I sent a Snapchat to you and a couple other people, and I was like, "Which ones?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it won all of the uh, you know best of E3. You know, the year that it was coming up, and it won all of those. Types of yeah, rewards. that's true, I guess. I didn't think about those. 200, though? 200? Yeah. Like, what qualifies that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I was partially talking about that, and also the fact that Elden Ring was was literally nominated. Uh, I guess the technical, the technical award that they were giving was, like, most anticipated game on that console. Gotcha. And Elden Ring was nominated for Xbox... Uh, but uh, Halo won. Uh, it was nominated for PC and is it called Serbia, Siberia, something? And then like I had like a secondary title to it, but that ended up winning for PC. And then uh, on PlayStation, it was up against like the Tales of Arise and what some other game. And so it, it won there, but it was just funny. And it made First me think of. Place. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it just no, made me go. think of. It made me think of Cyberpunk and how like Cyberpunk literally got that treatment of just so so overly hyped. Where I mean, my hope is that Elden Ring delivers, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stand my ground and say that it will. But we'll see. I frequently forget about Elden Ring. Um. I don't. It's not not my style of game. Yeah, I got that. Not discounting the fact that it'll probably be a spectacle, but I mean, I keep seeing it come up in these conferences, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a game. Yeah, FromSoft at least has like a really good track record. Whereas, like, no offense to CD Projekt Red, I mean, I loved what they did with The Witcher, but like, (laughs) that's what they were really working off of. Um, And again, amazing game. So fair to have had the hype for cyberpunk but with from soft you've got you know rec- very recent success too and and pretty much every Soulsborne game has been regarded um, right. as as a, a at least good game so um i have I, I i my my hope is to actually play through all of them uh because i'm a masochist and i love pain um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I actually started playing the Arkham series last night. Um, I'm playing, I went back and I'm playing 
they like remastered uh, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City for PS4. And so right. I had bought them because they were like $3 or something like that. Oh, wow. And like I bought, I remember I bought it way back and now I'm finally getting around to like playing through them. I had played Arkham Asylum back on PS3, but I don't. Yeah, I remember you playing that one. I don't think I ever beat it though because my hard drive got corrupt and I couldn't even tell you where how far I got because the trophies never tracked because back on the PS3, you had to do the whole sync your trophies and they were only stored natively until you did so. Uh, and so I have no idea. And I was playing it last night and honestly, it's good because I don't remember anything. I had like had to fight Scarecrow. There was like a, a thing with Scarecrow and I was like, this shit's wild and I feel like I would remember it and I don't remember it at all. So um, I remember shortly after I had gotten my PS3 getting the demo for Arkham Asylum and I was like, man, this game is really fun. I should probably get it and play it. Mm hmm. And then, I mean, I might have it through like PS Plus. I don't remember, but yes. never played it. Never played any game in that series it's fine. for more than just a demo. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm excited. And uh, there was a boss fight last night um, that I did, and uh, I'm playing the game on hard because there's a trophy. <laughs> there's a trophy tied to it. Shocker. Mm -hmm. um, and so you die in like three hits. Oh god. And but it is a lot of fun. Like as much as I hate like that feeling of getting beat down, there's something about like when it's combat games and not just shooters. I don't know. Like I feel like I'm able to pick up on stuff more and I get my timing down and stuff like that and I feel like rewarded when I get through with it whereas with like a shooter, I feel like I just have to like put my head down and run and I feel like I can't be as I I understand that like, you like have to be tactical, but I feel like I'm not as good at doing that as I am when it comes to like it's hand-to-hand -hand combat so i at least stand a chance um but yeah and that that's all that to say that i'm excited and it's like okay this is this is re reassuring me that i i think i'm able to play the Soulsborne games so i've i've only ever played those um massively inebriated <laughs> that was a big thing for me in college because like my friends were into it mm -hmm. um so they had them all so obviously we would just get drunk and try to play any of those games i'm sure that's a lot i think of fun. dark souls was the main one might have been dark souls 2 that we played yeah i'm sure that was a lot of fun though i enjoyed it yeah um you gave me some homework for the week i did yes tell and me tell me about your week to play 12 minutes um and i did for more than 12 minutes mm -hmm. i wish i would have checked but i probably put I probably played that game for a solid eight hours. Oh, um, shit. I played through, got one of the endings. Uh-huh. Um, there's many of them, apparently. So I'm going to try to go through and, and, and get them all. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to like actually try to get them or just use a guide. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I got through, and it was interesting. Um I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it because I've been thinking about this all week and it's really hard to talk about without spoiling. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Um, but I would say overall, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've seen a lot of pretty negative to like neutral reviews mm -hmm. on it. Like, oh, I just spent the last year and a half you know, stuck in my house. I don't want to play a simulator of that. And I think that was a little drastic. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not discounting what I'm not discounting the person's opinion on it, who I saw wrote that, but like, 
it just seemed dramatic. Um, there was like, it was definitely really interesting the way you had to go through things. Obviously it's very repetitive. That's the nature of the game. Um, Willem Dafoe's voice gets very old after that. <laughs> hey, um, come on now. Soon to be uh, critically acclaimed once again for being in the new Spider-Man movie. Friend of the show, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> don't, don't talk shit. I, it's just, I mean, he's got to <laughs> know. He's got, he has to hear his voice every day and be Would, like, <laughs> Would you rather? All right, okay, but let me give you a, a potentially worse alternative. Uh, so you have Willem Dafoe, but it could have been Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, I would take Willem Dafoe all day. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that it's the worst possible experience. <laughs> it's, it's by far not even close to that. <laughs> but no, it is I, a lot. I get and that. I feel like you can't deny that. <laughs> no, for sure. No, absolutely. I, it's so funny when I saw you say it, I was like, I didn't put much thought into it because I kind of forgot that like he's in it james mcavoy's in it um johnny mcenroe johnny mcenroe um uh jason fryer uh but um yeah i like forgot that they had like you know actual you know film actors doing the voice work and stuff um and when you said that i was like yeah i feel like willem dafoe is a decision um he was in, what was the one with, um, oh my God, it's not, it's not Heavy Rain, the other one. Oh. Um. Beyond Two Souls. Beyond, yeah. He was in that too. Um, and yeah, he's a lot. <laughs> I, I want to say that I liked his voice for the character, too. I mean, it makes sense, I guess. But I still. Guess. <laughs> it was pretty stereotypical for the character he plays. Yeah. Um, but, no, it was it was good. It was one of the first games in a long time where, like, I'd be playing it and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to take one more shot at this. Mm -hmm. And then it would be three hours later. That's insane. I love that though. Like that's um, that's really cool to hear. Yeah, it's it's been a while since I've played a game like that. So it's um, it's it was good. It's funny that you know you brought it up. You know you're saying you know you know mostly positive, right? Um, but like so many people, like you said, kind of had negative or or you know neutral, maybe skewing negative reviews of it, and. I don't know why I just thought this was like going to be a slam dunk. Everybody's going to love this game. Um, and you pointed out the whole, like we all just spent like a year. Why would I like want to live that? Um, and that would be like, if somebody, if a construction worker <laughs> uh, had to review Minecraft and they were like, I work in construction all day. Why would I want to play a game where I build things? <laughs> That's just like, I, I can understand that like per like, Pers like personal experience and stuff like that obviously plays into your opinion but when your personal experience is something that literally every single human being went through um it just seems a little odd but you know i'm i'm guessing that person also hated bo burnham's inside i have no clue <laughs> um, um yeah it's i i think um i i think 
one of the more positive reviews I saw was from Jason Schreier. Um, he compared it to another game. I forget what it was, but I definitely want to check it out. Um, it's, it, I mean, the game by design is very abstract. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird, like the whole concept of it. Um, as like an art, I loved it. I mean, it was just, it was just so interesting to me, like just the concept of it. Um, and we had our conversation back and forth uh, a couple hours ago when we were watching GamesCon about my formula for building a game. And so when a game like this comes out and it's like just a completely different from things we've seen in the past year or like repetitive series, I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I hope it gets reviewed well enough that this developer, and I forget who the developer is for it, but I hope they make more games like this. Yeah. Um, doesn't need a sequel, but like just conceptually these like, kind of i don't even know what genre i'd put them in like a psychological puzzler kind of thing a mystery puzzler mm-hmm. um yeah I, I would i would recommend it it's kind of you know I'm, there's a lot of mixed reviews on it i think they're mostly you know mostly neutral is what i'm going to say because i've seen a lot of really bad reviews and i've seen a lot of good reviews mm-hmm. um and i've seen more so like yeah it's a game <laughs> um but I would I would say check it out if you're on Xbox and you have Game Pass, definitely check it out. Um, I don't know how much it is to buy it. Um, I don't think I'd pay like sixty to seventy dollars for it. Mm-hmm. But if it's a twenty dollar game, I would definitely recommend it. I mean, you'll get the hours. Right. Um, I mean, I've like I said, I've played it for probably around eight hours, and as far as I'm concerned, I've only beat like an eighth of the game. Right. Because I think there's like seven other endings or something. When I was looking at the achievement list, I think that's what most of the achievements are, just getting the different endings. Mm-hmm. Um, I like games like that, too, where it's like the replayability of it's there because there's different paths that you can take. Um, I don't know, it's just always neat to see like how you go about things and how you reach a certain point and stuff like that. And then it can also be fun because... Um, and obviously we don't have this experience, but, um, you know, if, for example, I played it, it'd be interesting for us to be able to like, okay, well, we both beat it. Like, you know, it's not that big of a deal if we, you know, spoil anything because we're sharing our own experiences. And so then you can be like, you know, I can't think of a good example because I don't really know the game, but you know, um, you could say that like, oh, well I killed this certain character and I'd be like, oh, wow. Like that person was alive with me at the end of the game and stuff like that. So it's always just like neat with like different playability and stuff like that, how you can kind of like compare notes essentially and see how different the game truly can be. It's kind of interesting, like as a, um, I I don't know, like I feel like the game guides you, like it kind of the backstory that you get kind of, i feel like it kind of pushes you to go into like I, I feel like there's an ending that most people probably get right this is what i'm trying to say and i feel like the game kind of pushes you that way based on like what you learn what you hear but you do have the option to like question everything as well mm-hmm. and i don't know the other endings so i don't know like if the one i got is like actual truth or like if there isn't an actual truth and it is just is what you make it but it definitely feels like it tries to push you in a, in a direction yeah, and I feel like um, all so those games have that. Like they have like yeah. that natural like this is the this is the choice. And um ah man, there was a game not too long ago that like 
that I I remember I was playing and it gave you it might have been until dawn like until that's dawn that's coming to mind for me gave you percentages of like how other people chose things and it's just like super cool to see that like some things were 50 50 and then some things like you were either hardcore in the majority or minority like 80 right. 20 split and stuff like that and it's like you sit there and wonder like where the was that 20 percent people going back and like trying to get the platinum and stuff like that like were people going out of their way it's just like cool and you can see stuff like that too like you said um you know do you, is there like a true ending is there is there like decisions that almost nobody would make and stuff like that right. it's just super cool to see stuff like that i guess what you could do is like look at the trophy list or the achievement list because mm-hmm. it'll tell you the percentages of people who have certain achievements that's true so if those do actually i know there's a couple achievements in there for just doing like abstract things in the games that you wouldn't think of right um but i think most of there's only like 11 achievements mm-hmm. um so i mean if you can figure out which ones are endings and go in and see the percentages for each i mean that kind of give you the same idea yeah for the most part yeah um, um what else anything else did you play anything else this week i played cyberpunk a little bit mm-hmm. got it um last tuesday i think it was best buy was doing uh I can't remember if we talked about this on the episode or I not. I think we did, yeah. Was, okay. Um, they were doing a sale, so I decided to pick it up. Um, got it last Sunday. And I, I did. I started playing it a little bit, mostly casually. Um, and honestly, so far, like, I don't mind it. <laughs> I'm kind of, like, I'm kind of enjoying the atmosphere of it, like, the idea of it. I think it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I've seen the bugs. There's, there's lots of bugs. Um, but just for like stupid stuff. I mean, nothing so far that's been game breaking. That's like, good. Someone might put like a glass down and it might just be floating in the air. Uh huh. Um, I've had a couple times where like dead bodies just like flew across the room because <laughs> an NPC walked across it. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I, 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 and I should, um, say that i'm playing it after the most recent update which apparently was pretty big mm-hmm. um so i don't know what it was like before this but i mean, I, would, I would say it's a, a pretty i would say it's a roughly solid experience right now definitely playable would you say um that for the most part the glitches you've now been experiencing would you say that they're you know fairly typical for such like a big game or would you still think would you still you know again judging by how many you've seen and whatnot would you say that it's probably happening at a little bit higher of a rate than than normal i would say slightly higher than normal but Mm -hmm. that is a good point like these are massive games Um, because i think about like valhalla you know I, i played that and you know you're talking to somebody in like a a half cinematic and like a person will go floating behind and it's like it's not a bug that breaks the game it's not a bug that really like does it ruin the immersiveness of the conversation a little bit sure but like it's nothing like that bad um you know i normally think of those things and i'm like eh i can take those that's fine i can't expect the game to be you know truly truly perfect with how big it is i don't you know but um but yeah, I was just curious to see how where Cyberpunk kind of is falling if they're if they're quite there yet. 
it's definitely not the worst game I've ever played in terms of that. Um, I would say um, it, Assassin's Creed Unity. Oh my up, god! Out of the water. That game was just unplayable. Yeah. And it's funny because I hear a lot of people rave about it. So I don't know if they updated it at some point, but I know like when we had it and mm-hmm. we were trying to play it, like it was just it wasn't even a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Yeah, that was that was so bad. That I forgot about that game. And then you said it yeah. and um definitely up there. Um another game that I would put um higher on my list of shitty games, Madden twenty two. <laughs> Oh which no! I also played this week. Oh no! Um, I didn't buy it. Uh, with Game Pass, I get like I, I'm gonna call it like a. I don't know. I guess it's EA Play. I, I I would say it's like a hollowed out version of EA Play. But you get like a ten hour trial. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'll try it out. Um, just to see if it's worth it. Um, and I started playing it and like, it looks and feels and plays like dog shit. Ugh. um, it's very similar to last year's after they did like the next gen update. Cause uh-huh. like the experience on the series X is different than like the Xbox one. Um, <clears throat> the experience is very similar, which in my opinion was worse than the Xbox one version. Um, the graphics were like nauseating like it seemed very shaky um very blurry just uh, i don't know maybe i need to try the i don't remember you do get like two options for Mm -hmm. the settings that you want to do like performance or graphics mode i think i did performance because i i wanted the higher frame rate Mm -hmm. um but i don't know It, it was just garbage um damn i will likely not get it based off of my experience. I was really contemplating getting it this year because I haven't gotten a Madden game since I think, I think 19. I don't think I got 20. I could be wrong. Um, And so I was really thinking about it because I could go for, you know, a new Madden game. But I already heard like some reviews were saying that like, it's whatever and like, they said that, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like upgrades and stuff from the previous year, it's not enough. But I was like thinking about it and I'm like, well, I haven't got one in two, three years. So, you know, f- f- since then, is it enough essentially? So I I would say it is a pretty good upgrade. So uh-huh. um, well, Madden, tw- Madden 20, I got for the one X mm-hmm. and that got me 60 frames. And that I thought was really good. Madden 21, um, I it, it wasn't great, but it was still better than last year's or 2020. Um, I would say there's a pretty significant jump between 2019 and the previous years. Okay, so it 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 might be worth it. Um, I, it's hard for me because I've played right every year for the past at least five years, and this is just not as bad as 2018 or whatever it might have been 2019 i don't know they had a bunch of weird passing mechanics in it Mm -hmm. um but i I don't see myself getting it at this point i'd be getting it just for like a roster update right um the only cool mechanics they added was like there's a home field advantage now so like it's basically like a momentum mechanic 
So mm-hmm. if you're doing well making plays, like you get a power up, you get another power up, you get another power up. Oh, interesting. And the away team, and like it's harder to get like your last two power ups if you're the home team, but if you're the away team and you're winning, like you get power ups really pretty pretty easily. But you only get two of them. Hmm. Um, so that that's interesting. I thought that was a cool mechanic. Um, but interesting. Yeah, overall, it's just subpar i mean i'm probably gonna wait till it's like 50 percent off anyway because i don't want to pay 70 dollars for football but yeah that's that's the other thing with game Pass is i get 10 percent off mm-hmm. i buy it from the store but even then like it's just not worth it for me and maybe this will prompt me to play my massive backlog <laughs> yeah definitely um yeah which speaking of backlog i finally started to to move towards playing other games like i said by playing the arkham Mm -hmm. game and um i'm playing more rad and um i put a decent amount of time into city skylines which is like sim city essentially Mm -hmm. and i am now one trophy away from getting the platinum for it (laughs) and so yeah that was pretty dope um, but the last the last trophy is experience 1001 nights in game um, and the day night cycle is I think like every nine minutes give or take okay. and yeah so that's going to be uh, that's going to be a lot of time of just basically leaving the game up and running um, is there like a fast forward feature like there is in Sims? yeah so playing on the fastest <clears throat> speed the the quickest the day night cycle goes is like nine ten minutes okay yeah gotcha. so um which days like go by um because like in my save i'm on i'm in like year 20 60 something um but but yeah uh so yeah that that was like cool and like fun and and just like nice to not just be sinking all of my time into solely mlb i did play a lot of mlb though shocking Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all right, let's get into these showcases. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so first up, we'll talk about the Pokemon showcase. Um, basically they just kind of gave more details about, um, or, or the, the most important things were the, the Sinnoh remakes. And then obviously the, uh, Pokemon legends, uh, Arceus game that's going to be coming out. Um, and overall, I thought it was cool. Like, I thought it was a cool showcase. Um, they didn't really... They showed a good bit for RCS to kind of better show how that game is going to go. Um, just because I think there were a lot of question marks as to, like, what the battle system was going to be like and, um, you know, how how truly the open world was going to work and, and stuff like that. Um, it seems pretty cool. It seems like you actually, like, choose which Pokemon you want to throw out and then you throw that Pokeball near a Pokemon. Um, it looks like you can just try and like catch Pokemon like as you're walking around and stuff like that. Um, That's cool. Overall, it seems like it's going to be a really dope game. And I, I after basically after what they, they showed, um, it kind of like instilled more confidence um, in me, at least that, that it is truly going to be a really good game. And then the Sinnoh remakes, um, uh, they are just like what they are essentially 
Um, I can't remember if they really showed anything. This is almost a week ago at this point. I can't remember if they showed anything like uh, super massive there. Um, but I don't really know what all they would change. And I don't think there was anything super noteworthy. But yeah. I'm pretty, I haven't seen a whole lot about the new, about, what is it, Arceus? Is yeah, the po- new one? Pokemon Legends Arceus, yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot about it. I just haven't thought about Pokemon games in so long. <laughs> and and again, we were talking about this before uh, we started recording. Uh, I told you I didn't watch it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I should start watching these things. I have a Switch now. Mm-hmm. And like maybe this, I mean this this game sounds interesting. Like I've been wanting to try a Pokemon game again. Um, the last one I played, I think, was Omega Ruby, which Pokemon Ruby is probably my favorite. Yeah, game from the series, and even that I couldn't get into. Um, so hopefully this will breathe some new life into it for me. Yeah, and, and I'll probably play Metroid Dread nonstop. One second, <laughs> yeah, and I mean the nice thing is that like. You have like the Sinnoh remakes coming out too. So those are the ones right after Ruby. Um, and and um, I don't know. I feel like it would be hard. I personally think, you know, I've played every single Pokemon game, every generation um, thus far. But I do think it would be hard to go from like the last game you played was like third generation, um, a remake of it. So you know, maybe you played some of the other ones in between, but uh, to jump from that all the way up to like Sword and Shield would just be, it'd be a lot, I think. Um, Not to say that Sword and Shield's not super easy to pick up or anything like that, but just, you know, there's just so many Pokemon now and like all, all, just all kinds of different stuff and like new mechanics and and stuff like that. But um, whereas the Sinner remakes are going to play pretty true to, I think, the Pokemon you remember. Uh, so that can like ease you back into the world of Pokemon and then you can like jump right into like the new experience of, of, um, Pokemon Legends Arceus. So, which I'm definitely saying that name wrong. So can't wait, can't wait to, to hear about that. Um, Did we, was there a release date for that? I think that's coming out in January. I can double check. The Sinner remakes are coming out in November. Gotcha. That's nice, sir. Staggering them mm-hmm. instead of just dumping them all at once. Um, trying to see. This is saying upcoming 2022. I'm pretty sure it was January, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Gotcha. But yeah, <clears throat> so I'm I'm excited for both of those. I look forward to playing through. Uh, the Sinnoh remix again. And then the cool thing too is that this Pokemon Legends game is taking place like in the Sinnoh region, but like, you know, however many years before. Um, so that's kind of neat too. Oh, it's before. Yeah. It's like, it's like Interesting. way, way back. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they like give all those, like those typical Pokemon tropes, but before Pokemon right. was really a thing. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, all right. So then, today is the 25th. We're we're recording on a Wednesday again, um, and that was mostly so that we could cover both uh, opening night live for Gamescom and then 
uh, also included in that is yesterday on Tuesday, Xbox had a showcase. Um, so we can touch on that. That was, I think just like an hour. It wasn't like super jam packed. Um, I kind of just wrote down a few things that I thought were like the most exciting things. And then if you have anything you, you want to add to the list or anything we want to dive a little deeper into, um, we certainly can. Um, they showed off stuff for dying light too. And I loved dying light. And so, um, getting to see new stuff for that, uh, has me super excited. I can't wait for that game to come out. Um, dying light is, is I think one of the, one of the best games I've played that I so often forget about. Um, and it just takes like, cause I, I played through that with Brock and it'll take like him mm-hmm. saying like, I wish we had another game to play together. Remember dying light. And it's just like my third eye opens up and it's like, I see it all again. Um, so I'm super excited for that. Everything they were showing for that looked really cool. Um, they showed off some new stuff for state of decay. Um, which I guess this is a, this is a sequel, right? This is like a whole new, state of decay game i think yeah 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 i think it's three now yeah uh and um, then they showed uh a game called stray blade and then they showed stuff for psychonauts too and th- those were the main things that i um was most interested in i'm really excited about psychonauts too so i um actually just started playing the original psychonauts mm-hmm. um this past week and that game came out in 2005 or 2006, I think. Mm-hmm. It holds up. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, I go back and play like some of the PS2 games or the original Xbox games, and like it's very hard to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, other than like the ratio, I'm playing on xCloud or game, uh, cloud streaming uh, on my phone. So, like, other than the aspect ratio, like, you couldn't convince me that this didn't come out on like at least the 360. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I've been really enjoying it. I'm excited for Psychonauts too. I'm hoping I can get to that soon. Um, and did you want to dive into any of the other games, or just those are games you're excited about? Those are the ones that I found like the most interesting. So. Um, mm-hmm. State of Decay just always seemed like a, an interesting um, series. And so kind of looking forward to, to getting to see some more stuff here um, and just how they are able to, to kind of build off of um, the previous games in the series. But the Stray, the Stray Blade one seemed just super interesting. They didn't really show a ton. It was just kind of like a teaser almost. So um, I definitely want to see more about this game but it looked like um so like basically like some sort of merc with like this like small rodent type sidekick um and it was just like a slasher type game mm-hmm. looked like a like action rpg type um i don't know i don't remember who is making that game um yeah i honestly don't remember i don't know if i had to step out from that game i remember a whole lot about it But yeah, like some people are like comparing it, saying it's like Dark Souls. So, you know, to kind of give you a, a bit of a, a image of, of what it would be like. I'm trying to see. Yep. I can't find who. I see I see 505. Yeah, 505 point blank. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they they showed some of that. Uh, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe this was just an Xbox only, but it is coming to like PS5, Steam, <clears throat> and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, it looks interesting. So I'm excited to see more about it. Um, but yeah, other than that, there wasn't much else from the Xbox thing. Um, I honestly can't remember if they showed something about Infinite. I want to say they did. Um, they talked about it briefly. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of who they had come on, but I think they talked about the multiplayer briefly, but then said that they're going to have a whole showcase or mm-hmm. whatever whole section for today for opening night. Right. I was going to say, um, I couldn't remember if I was just thinking about the stuff that was like talked about tonight to, today mm-hmm. or. Um, yeah, it was nothing significant. Yeah. Um, we saw another look at Forza. Oh, Yes. I forgot to write that Which down. Was just incredible. I can't wait for that game. I just, I still can't get over how a game can possibly look that good. Like I, it blows me away every time they show that game. I, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. Uh, yeah, it's just absolutely nuts. And there's like just something about a Forza Horizon game in particular um, that it's like, it's definitely like kind of breathtaking like even forza horizon 4 i think that was the first game i played on my series x because it was like the one of the only games i had that was actually optimized for Mm -hmm. and like that looked good on a 1x um it looked really good on a series x and like actually like you kind of i kind of actually got the thrill of driving um and it just being open world like it was and the worlds are just always beautiful so Mm -hmm. to see that they're putting even more work and improving what the worlds look like is just insane. Yeah. And they, they did the whole, like they dropped you in on top of like the mountain and you're like ripping down it in like a Jeep or whatever. I forget what, what car it actually was. It was a Bronco. Yes. And then you were in like a sports car ripping through the desert. And I'm just like, these landscapes are so like just, just round of applause. Like seriously, everybody pat yourselves on the bat, back it's, because it's, it's just incredible. Yeah, it's really cool that they do that. So that's actually going to be the start of the game. What they showed is the first whatever 10, 15 minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how Forza Horizon 4 started too. Like you went through four seasons and got to drive four different cars, four different environments. Um, so it's cool that they're sticking with that concept at least. Yeah, and then the idea um, of like an open world car game is, you know, I, I've talked about before when we've talked about Forza, where it like reminds me of like The Crew, because that's mm-hmm. a game that I personally did play. Um, Forza Horizon 4 was the first one to, to have open world, right? I think all of the Horizon games have been some degree of open world. Okay, I couldn't remember. Um, I thought they had said that this was only the second one that like had true open world. Maybe that's what they said. Maybe like, maybe the other ones had, you know, put air quotes around open world. But like, yeah, four and probably five had like, more freedom. Yeah, I I can't remember. I didn't play much of Forza Horizon three, mm-hmm. and I don't think I played two or the original. Um, they might have had like loading zones. But I don't think it was like load a race and then, you know, do the race and then come back to a menu. I don't think that's how it was. Um, I feel like, felt like that would kind of defeat the purpose. Like you already have the regular Forza, mm-hmm. which is just a standard, like pick your race, do it. 
kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's it's an understatement to say breathtaking when talking about the Forza uh, Five that they've been showing. It's just all so. Like I said, it's just unbelievable. I, I, I literally cannot believe what I am seeing every time they show it. So very then, excited about that. And then they go and decide to put out a limited edition controller for mm-hmm. Forza, mm-hmm. which was just insane looking. I just, Microsoft's killing me. <laughs> I didn't buy it before you ask. Um, was I tempted? <laughs> Absolutely. Of course. Um, but yeah, that was, that was really cool. I saw a lot of people excited about that. Um, I'm sure it's sold out already. Yeah. Um, like the Tony Hawk skateboard. Oh yeah. I saw that. (laughs) I, I am not ashamed to admit that I went to see if it was still in stock (laughs) because I honestly think I would have bought it just because I thought it was really cool. Anyway. You don't know what I'm talking about. It's the Tony Hawk has like a skateboard that is infused with his has some of his blood in it. And there was only 500, I think, or 100 and they sold for 500. I forget. But there was a minute of just I had no idea how much it was or how how many there were. And I said, I'll buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was too late. Tony Hawk is with me the rest of my life. Um, yeah, and I think Forza, that ra- that wrapped up the Xbox showcase, if I remember correctly. Um, they showed a little bit of Flight Sim, just some DLC, I think it was like mm-hmm. Reno Races, or something like that. Yeah. Um, they're adding competitive multiplayer, which is kind of cool. Um, and then they also mentioned, or announced that, uh, cloud streaming is coming to console in December, mm-hmm. I think. It was either November or December. Um, so <clears throat> kind of two applications here. One, you know, if you're on a series X, essentially you can just like demo games before you commit to downloading them. Right. Um, you but I mean, you can play the full game, but that's kind of the idea they're going for since like, why would you stream a game on a series X when you can just play it locally? Right. Um, minus the storage issues. Um, but the cool thing is that it is it is coming to Series S, um, which I don't know how much of an improvement it is. Um, they are moving the server blades to Series X hardware, but you're not going to get 4K, you know, 120 out of it. Right. Uh, I think they're capped at 1080, um, 60 FPS. I think that's what they're targeting. I don't even know if they're at that yet. Um. But, but still, just like if you want to play a game but like don't want to allocate the space for it and you're willing to sacrifice a little bit of quality, you can do that. Um, the other cool thing, which I think I'm, I'm really excited about, is it'll work on Xbox Ones as well. So I forget what generation we're in. I think we're in 9 now, so let's just go with that. 8th generation consoles can play 9th generation games as long as they're on Game Pass and part of the cloud platform yeah that's super Um, that's super dope yeah i'm really excited about that my one x is in a totally different room than like my series x so like if i wanted to go play say when halo comes out if it's going to be on 
cloud gaming, which I think it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife wants to watch a show downstairs. She can do that, and I can go play upstairs, which is kind of cool. <laughs> Welcome to 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. No, it is really cool. Um, and just, I think, you know, oppor- opportunity-wise, it's going to, just create more opportunities for people. And, and the, the best example is like you said, kind of to demo games before you commit to, to like fully downloading it and stuff. So it's very cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the last thing I wanted to say about the showcase before we move on is that uh, Paris once again was helping host and yes. just, I cannot get enough of that man. Um, similarly with uh the opening night live with Jeff Keeley. Like they're just two guys who like in front of a camera talking about games, just provide an extra level in my opinion. Um, And so it was really cool getting to see him do something with, with Xbox again. He, he did their showcase uh, a few months ago and um, yeah, I just thought he, he was an absolute, uh, absolute gold once again. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I kind of think that Xbox is going to keep him on their like perennial yep. host, yep. Um, which is really cool. Yeah, it's, it's um, really cool to see. I'm glad we're at a point where like a show is either hosted by Paris or by Jeff Keighley. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, which if you're ready, we can jump into um, opening night live. Yeah. yeah. Um, so first... The pre-show, um, man, I hope I have the name right. Kyle Freeland, I think, is who it was. Uh, he had like a 30-minute thing where it's the pre-show, but he was able to actually show off some trailers. I know you said you didn't really get to um, catch much of it, so I'm just going to run through um, the ones that I thought looked the coolest. There's a game called 9 to 5, um, and it looked like Siege almost, but it was 3v3v3. And so I thought that was like an interesting concept. Um, small teams and, um, but like you still have to like be tactical and stuff like that. And there was like the whole like gun lean and stuff like that, that, that gave me that like siege, um, feel. Uh, gotcha. and it's a game that I will absolutely, I would absolutely suck at. I'm not even gonna say well, because I'm not going to play it, but I am <laughs> excited to see, you know, other people play it. I'm excited to see if like a competitive scene opens up around it and stuff like that. Um, there's a game called Nobody Saves the World. Um, and uh, it's a it's a co-op. I guess it, it's just a co-op action RPG where you uh, like. It had. They looked like it had like dungeon crawl mechanics and stuff like that, like puzzles and and things like that. I don't know if you have to play a co op. I think you can play it solo, but there is like the co op option. It's the um, the people who made Guacamelee are making. Oh it. yeah, I did. I did see that one. And I think it. I think it looks really cool. I'm. I'm super excited to see that. And then, uh, Dream Cycle uh, is a game being made by the creator of um, Tomb Raider, and. Uh, they didn't show much. It was just more so like a tease, like just to say like the creator of Tomb Raider is making a new game. Um, and I am excited to just see more about that, but definitely 
already feel a little a little hype for that um what what did i see i think humble games had a i don't know if this was part of the pre-show or if this was um part of the actual showcase but they had a game i, I think it was them that looked pretty cool um which gets me excited too because they just announced uh yesterday that there's a bunch of humble games mm-hmm. games coming uh to game pass was it cult of the lamb no okay <laughs> i mean maybe uh i don't know maybe i got confused that's like right when i came in man what did it i'm, I'm trying to think of what it even it almost kind of looked like a john wick style game midnight fight express um maybe i don't I didn't know. catch that. Going to try to quietly Google, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just cool that like even in the pre-show they had some some trailers and stuff like that to 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 really kick it off. And while it wasn't necessarily heavy hitters, um, there were still games that I was like excited for. They showed off they showed off like Bus Simulator, and my monkey playing the symbols in my brain got really excited <laughs> when that came up. I was like, I just got done. I almost Platinum City Skylines. I'm ready to drive a fucking bus. Let's do it. So, oh, yeah. um, it was just cool. Like they like games like that and stuff. And you know, they're still important games. Um, but you know, obviously, a lot of people push them kind of to the side. So you still give them a stage, which I thought was cool. Yeah, and it, it was Midnight Fight Express, which apparently just one developer. Yes, I was going to talk about that uh, momentarily, um, but we can we can talk about it now, now that you brought it up. So they showed that sure. during the actual uh, opening night live. Jeff Keighley talked about it in the pre-show. They had like a little interview segment, and he said it was a game that he was excited to show off. And yeah, it was made by one man in Poland. Um and it honestly reminds me of that Sifu game that's coming out yes. shortly, where it's like uh, Jeff Keighley compared it to like the Arkham Rocksteady fighting mechanics of like punch, punch, counter, punch, counter, counter, punch, 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 counter, and like all that stuff. Um, and that's kind of the feel that this Midnight um, Midnight Fight Express, yeah, Um kind of gave and yeah it's a shame because as i was watching that that they showed that after cod and after halo and um i was just thinking about it because we talked about cod and it's just like this is just the same tired and true cod like there's like there's nothing groundbreaking about call of duty anymore and it's just such a shame that like so many people watching it and i just know this for a fact it's not even an assumption at this point i just know so many people watching this whole thing like were creaming their pants over call of duty and then they see this game that is a technical feat one man made this game and i know they were watching it thinking like that's not a real game and it just it just irks me to no end that so many people are going to miss out and i already know that i might miss out just because of my backlog and stuff like that but just the fact that like this game, like, I want to make a point to play this game because I am so impressed by it. Um, and I do think it looks really good. So, um, 
yeah it, it was like it was a high it was one of the highlights like i i made a point to write it down and it just said like 10 out of 10 wow made by one guy like that just crazy yeah i'm i'm definitely really excited about that and i also like and i think um you know microsoft is making me think exactly the way they want me to um but i see a game like that and knowing that it's coming to game pass mm-hmm. and um just making me like think about handheld gaming again the fact that i can play that on my phone like probably with touch controls um like i'm playing psychonauts right now mm-hmm. on my phone just using touch controls and it's an enjoyable experience mm-hmm. um so like seeing that it's like oh well i have a console backlog but i don't have a portable backlog <laughs> so you, really you can cool. make a stipulation right right I'll, I'll likely play it right away well if that's the case i'm really excited to hear your thoughts and stuff like that um it's a game that i feel like uh, you know we don't know too much about like the setup and stuff like that and like what exactly is like the purpose and all that stuff um like are you just fighting waves of enemies on different levels like whatever but it's a game that looks and feels like same with sifu could like blow up on like twitch and like people could like get really really good at it and do some crazy things in it um and that's kind of what i'm hoping happens for both of those games that they kind of have like a bit of a blow up and and find success but I'm always yeah. nervous about games like that too, that they won't get the proper recognition they deserve. So, well, hopefully, um, this will be a case study for Game Pass. I yeah, think that's a pretty good partnership with Humble to like get smaller developers a platform and get people excited about games they would probably normally overlook. Um, I don't think you're gonna get to the codheads, uh, but yeah, which is a lot to ask anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the kickoff for opening night live is literally the thing that got me so excited and was the whole reason why I was like, okay, we should probably push this off. Um, Mm -hmm. because Jeff Keighley did a teaser tweet, um, that had the saints row third street Saints symbol. And it just said rebooting dot, dot, dot on like a graffitied wall and was like, oh, like this, like this is a taste and everything else that's going to come on opening night live. And I was just like, Oh my God. And that's how they kicked off the show. They kicked it off by showing the reboot of saints row. And I could not be more excited for a game. Saints row is one of my favorite series of games. Um, and while one and two very much feel like GTA, the reason I love three and some people didn't love it so much, but the reason I love three is that, GTA is already kind of an like over the top extreme wacky game, but Saints Row right. is like, no, we're going to do it like our own style. And that's how you end up with a dildo bat. Um, <laughs> and that they really like, they changed the graphics. They made it a bit more like cartoony, uh, you know, think like Fortnite characters, right? Like it kind of has that look, whereas GTA maybe tries to go a little more real. Um, and, it just got so over the top and like wacky, weird, crazy. Um, and that's what I loved about it. Cause it like now sits like separate from GTA. It's not just a clone. They're not just clones of each other. They're, they're two very different series and, and games. Um, 
And I, that's how this already looks. It already looks like it has the the extremeness that you love to see in a Saints Row game. And I, I had chills at the point when watching the... And it was mostly cinematic uh, trailer. They didn't really show any gameplay. Um, but at the point where they're like racing away and they uh the person on the bike crashes intentionally into like the corvette or whatever and like flips into the passenger seat and then they like speed away i was just i was like i'm sold take my money take all my money i'll pay 200 dollars for this game right now i wonder if that's going to be a multiplayer mechanic like you can have two people in a car and have one person like on support on a bike uh-huh. and then get to a point where you're trying to get away and you can just jump into the like a pursuit force kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I who knows what they're gonna do. Um, but I am so very excited. Uh and I think a lot of people agree that Saints Row Four was like a bit of a, a downer to like end the mm-hmm. series on. So the fact that they're like reviving it. It's a whole new story. I love that it's like you're an up and coming like criminal like enterprise. So you're like trying to become self-made, which opens up the thought of there's probably going to be multiple games, which already also has me excited. Um, Obviously, I want to make sure the first one does well um, before thinking about sequels. But yeah, um, to say the very least. Wow. What a way to kick off that show for me at the very very least. I liked the, um, at least what they showed or what they insinuated in the preview, like the setting of it too. Like you're kind of in this like semi-modern, uh, like Southwestern town, mm-hmm. um, which I think is cool. It's a little bit of a refresh from what we're used to with like, you know, just big cities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that will be, I think that will be cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm glad they're rebooting it. I didn't play. So Saints Row 3 was the last one I played. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched you play a lot of Saints Row 4, and like that was kind of enough for me. Like I didn't really feel the need to, <laughs> to play it. And I think you said the multiplayer wasn't that great, so I don't think we even really bothered with it. Yeah. With, with that game. Um, but yeah, it looked beautiful. Like the, the trailer for it looked really good. Um, it gave me like the whole kind of design and like the plot of it gave me a lot of like watchdogs 2 vibes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes um, which was exciting i actually looked up to see if the one character was the voice actor that played marcus because they sound very similar i don't think it is but yeah um it's definitely the game i'm most excited for that we got to see um just because again i love that series so much and i hope there's good co-op for it so that maybe we can go back and and relive the saints row three days because it it already looks very very similar like that's what they're striving for so yeah and it does look more refined though yeah for sure for sure um the next game that they showed was that marvel midnight suns um and i think that's an interesting choice because it's a tactics game and i was like this this could be the game this could be what gets people into into tactics. And I thought the cool thing was that from from my understanding is that you get to create your your own character, essentially your own hero that then like is living alongside these other superheroes, um, which I thought sounded really, really neat. And I think um, 
it's something that is is unique too. Like how often do you get to play a superhero game where you get to you yourself create your own? Um, so I'm excited to see what that what that's all about. I was trying to. I didn't spend a whole lot of time paying attention to the actual trailer because they showed. Um, did you ever watch the show Runaways? No. It's like a Marvel. It's a Marvel TV show. Um, my wife was watching it. Just Justine was watching it for. Um, I think she watched the whole series. I think it's done now. But the one character, the one that's like the, I guess she's like a wizard too, kind of like Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Who's the girl with like the purple and black hood? I, I'm pretty sure that was the girl from that show. Mm-hmm. So I was very intrigued because I don't know. I didn't think that show was very popular. Or like, I, I don't think it got good ratings. Um, but it was interesting character choice for me. Um, but if Doctor Strange is a big uh, character in that game, I guess it makes sense because they did make some reference to references to him. I think in the show, it gave um, me it gave me like Ultimate Alliance vibes. Not in the sense that that's how it's going to play, but like in the sense where it's like you're going to see some like obscure heroes. Um, yeah. And just heroes that, you know, aren't just simply Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Hulk. So I think that's also something that's that's exciting. Yeah, I agree. Um, I touched on it there briefly, but when I was trying to guess what game you're talking about, Cult of the Lamb, I thought looked really interesting. And it was like kind of giving me Moonlighter vibes. Um, okay. So that's a game that I'm... Uh, definitely excited to see more about and eventually get my hands on um riders republic they announced the like open beta for it so i quickly downloaded Mm -hmm. it and and jumped in for a little bit and i don't know what your thoughts were when you were like watching it but my immediate thoughts were is this just like a more refined steep but with bikes um and then i played it for about 15 20 minutes i made clint radley no big deal and it is a more refined steep but with bikes Okay, that was my impression of it too, mm-hmm. and that was kind of immediately a turnoff for me. <laughs> um, I was really excited about Steep when it came out, and I played it, and I was like, "This is too much like real snowboarding." <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, my impression of Steep was like I wouldn't pay sixty dollars for this game, and I ended up not paying sixty dollars for it. Um, yeah, and that's frequently that's that's how i feel about riders republic it's like i don't know now it does feel like they tried to give it more of like a story where it's like you're like an extreme sports athlete and like you have like different characters that you're regularly talking to whereas in steep you were that but like not really um so it does feel like they tried to maybe give it a little more of a story um but yeah overall it's not a game that i now 70 dollars. i don't know if i'd pay 70 dollars for it I swear to God, if Ubisoft stops making trials games to keep making this game, I'm going to be knocking on some doors at Ubisoft. <laughs> For sure. Um, just looking at the list real quick. Lego Star Wars, they announced the all nine movies in one game. Um, I love the Lego games. And mm-hmm. so that's like going to be awesome. The, the amount of content that's going to be packed into one game. Um it's really neat and I'm excited and it looks like they actually had like voice acting done for it. Um, I'm sure not the actual actors unless they ripped directly from the movies, which they it's, might be able to do. 
It seemed to me like they did that. Yeah. I think they pulled lines direct from the movie. Regardless, um, that's different for Lego and actually something that I, I kind of welcome. So um, overall, like a lot of hype there just because the Lego games are so mindless and fun, in my opinion. Um, so I look forward to having like a big one. Shelby and I like to play those games together. Yeah. Um, and then the last two I have real quick are Far Cry 6. They showed more and... At the end of the trailer, Giancarlo Esposito's character said, um, "What did he? I don't. I should have written down exactly what he said. He said something like, you're the lion, and we're going to fucking eat the lambs or something like that.' And the way he delivered it, I was like, hands down, he has to be the best villain of the Far Cry series. Like he is going to absolutely deliver. I cannot freaking wait for him." I- I am so torn because I'm just at the point where I fucking hate Far Cry games. I think they're <laughs> so bad. So bad, which is a shame because like, Far Cry 2, probably one of my more favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's at least probably somewhere in my top like 25. Um, Far Cry 3, okay, was good. I wish I would have played it in a more timely manner. Mm-hmm. Um, I only beat that like two years ago. Um, Far Cry 4 I have have not touched uh, and Far Cry 5 I started playing not too long ago and I I don't think I'm going to play it I, I think I'm I think I'm done with it mm-hmm. it was just too buggy I just the the first person in that game is so bad like I think Far Cry ruined first person games for me because <laughs> I'm just like man this, this is what they're all like but credit to Call of Duty I can actually play Call of Duty mm-hmm and and like actually see things um cyberpunk don't have this issue like the first person doesn't bother me but far cry it's just god awful for me in my opinion mm-hmm. i know that's in the minority i'm so i'm so excited like i i honestly might get it and just play it on easy to get the store <laughs> um because i'm very excited about the acting in it yeah just the way he's been delivering lines in the trailers and stuff that they've shown, uh, it's just like, ugh. I I need to go back and actually watch this trailer because I was too crafting. You saw it, mm-hmm. um, but the uh, protagonist antag protagonist name is Danny Rojas, which is a character from Ted Lasso. Oh, no, I think Danny Rojas is the son. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think that's I think that's the dictator's son. Oh, I thought Danny Rojas was the character. Maybe. Regardless, there's someone named Danny Rojas in the game, and I just won't be able to play it without going, football is life! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and football is also death. <laughs> um, yeah, so Far Cry 6, uh, personally... I I do understand your gripes, but it is a series that that's another series that I just absolutely adore. So I'm very excited um, for that. So any any little little breadcrumbs they give are great. And the last thing for me was Park Beyond because again I just got done playing City Skylines, um, and now I can build my own amusement park. Um, but it's made by Bandai Namco, so I think some Elden Ring boss fights are going to be in there. So that'll be interesting mm. to see how they how they do those. <laughs> but. Um, Thank you. 
but yeah, that's it. And overall, what like uh, an incredible show. Jeff Keighley literally always kills it. He doesn't just do trailers or anything like that. Like it's it's an actual show. There was like a live music performance. Um, there were interviews, stuff like that. It's not just bang 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 and all that. And it is still jam packed too. Um, I think Call of Duty had like fifteen min- fifteen minutes to like show off the beginning of the campaign or something. So yeah, like that was wild. It's it's jam-packed it's it's a really good show if you didn't have a chance to watch it yet we just hit on some of like the main points um but definitely want to definitely go back and watch it i just want to talk about um the xbox hardware as well oh yes we have our first game branded hardware um i should say like console hardware Mm -hmm. uh, of the generation they're putting out an infinite series uh well an infinite branded series x and it looks really really cool Yes, it looked um, gorgeous. Yeah. Comes with an accompanying controller, which looks equally as nice. They also came out with a Halo Infinite uh, Elite Series 2, <laughs> um, which was kind of interesting. Um, I think I... Who did I tell you mentioned earlier today? Tom Warren. Like, oh, Tom Warren, yeah. He was like, oh, they need to have like a new... like." elite controller with um some sort of game branding halo probably i think it's pretty vague about it um so it's pretty cool like when they started announcing it, i was like man the... and then i saw it's the elite series 2 just with the um halo infinite branding now which still really cool still tried to get it if they come back uh they're they're out of stock already um but if they come back into stock i'll probably try again um but just weird to me that it's still a series two. Like it's not even the series X controller. Like there's mm-hmm. differences. There's no share button. Um, the feel of it is going to be a little different, which I guess doesn't really matter. I mean, it's a totally different class of controller, right? Still really nice. Just doesn't really match the design language they're going with, with the new generation. Um, and then I guess speaking of halo, uh, they have a release date, uh, December 8th, which was leaked earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, someone found a Windows Store listing with it. Um, I believe that is just um, campaign and multiplayer. I don't know that they they said that when the date for that is. Yeah. But they did show like a little like story. The, I guess the multiplayer is going to have some sort of story to it. Yeah, no co-op uh, campaign or is it called Forge where you like can create yeah. like, map creator and stuff like none of that at launch. And that has yeah, the, I think that's usually how it goes with Halo, at least for Forge. I am kind of disappointed they're not doing co-op campaign yeah. right away. A lot of people were pretty divided on that because I think some people are in the camp of that's fine because I really just want the game to come out at this point. Other people are more so like, well then it's technically not complete and I'd rather be complete. I understand both arguments, I think. Um, yeah. This is a this is a unique situation. It's not like, as long as the game's not broken, right? Um, then it's like, yeah, you should have delayed it. But I, I can definitely understand both camps. But yeah, um, the Infinite console, I thought it just looked so sick. As soon as they started like unveiling it, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be dope. 
and I'm not even a Halo fan. Yeah, I mean, it's there's not a ton of Halo branding on it, per se, but like right. just the design of it's really cool. Like there are some subtle cues. Yeah. But yeah, overall, just a lot of cool stuff. Um, yeah. And I guess there's going to be more stuff throughout now over the next two days, so we'll have to cover that. Uh, if anything big drops, we'll have to cover it next week. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else? Uh, no. Um, I guess just the, the other two big things for the PlayStation fans, just to touch on briefly, um, they have a date for Horizon Forbidden West now, and I think, I don't remember the date exactly, but I think it was like January 22nd, maybe? I think it was February. some, some February. February sometime. Okay. And then uh, they showed an extended look at um, the Death Stranding director's cut. Mm-hmm. Um, just some new mechanics. It wasn't really anything... I don't know, in my opinion, too um, substantial. Probably enough to like if you haven't gotten it yet to like get that version of it. Um, yeah. But maybe, yeah, it didn't seem like something where it's like unless you're like a true diehard Death Stranding fan, didn't seem like a. I should buy this game once again to just get this like extra stuff. Right. Um, that was that was the only sad thing. No no Hideo Kojima at at the conference like no interview or anything like that i love when when him and jeff go back and forth he um um, i'm gonna mute myself real quick okay sorry i wanted to type and not blow out everyone's (laughs) ears because i haven't changed my desk around yet i feel like i've been seeing a bunch of kojima at least written interviews throughout the week um, I guess his birthday is today. His birthday was yesterday. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people did interviews and, you know, he said he'll keep creating until his brain loses power. Um, but yeah, maybe not anything about his next project, which classic him. Yeah. He's, he's pretty buttoned up typically. And then shows a baby in Norman Reedus's stomach. And you're like, yes, Kojima, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, very exciting time. This was it was fun to watch all of it and get to like turn around and talk about it pretty much right away. Um, and I'm looking forward to like just about every game that they showed. Honestly, um, yeah, it, a lot of really cool stuff coming coming out soon. Is uh, is Saints Row your best in show so far? Yeah, that that for me is easily the one, just because. I've been itching for it now for for how long? So um, yeah, I I think that's mine as well. Just yeah, you, know, you said it earlier. It's just one of those games. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm probably gonna go I, right after this. I'm gonna go back and watch the trailer again. Yeah. Um. Oh. Go ahead. I was gonna say I probably will sometime tonight as well. Yeah. This <laughs> and Far Cry again. Yes. Yes, two very good trailers. Um, but yeah, that'll do it. Um, like I said, next week we'll talk about anything else that comes from Gamescom, if any if any other new things right after this recording get announced. Um, we'll be sure to touch on those and, and everything else next week. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you can, leave us a rating or a review. And other than that, just share it with whomever 
whoever will listen to you. If you say, listen to this and they'll do it, share it with that person. Um, Also share it with Jeff Keighley. So next year when Gamescom is in person, we can do a live broadcast. Oh, yeah. You know what? We should actually, um, we'll have to like figure out configuration and stuff, but we should look into like potentially trying to do a bit of a like live reaction sometime with one of these events. Yeah. I think that would be, I think that would be fun, but I agree. (laughs) Hey man, thanks. Um, but yeah, that might be a that might be year two, season two of the Good Game Bad Game podcast. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.